Star Wars spins A talk show where we have no clue Nothing is planned and we're slightly mad You never quite know what we might do So join us for Star Wars spins A jolly podcast that's right for you Spin with the wheel, that's the deal Hope we don't get sued Hello and welcome to Star Wars Spins. We are back! Can you believe it? I'm super blown away. I mean, last episode, we had Santa Claus. I mean, Santa Claus! Can you believe that? Just let that sink in. Santa Claus! We got him on a podcast. That's nuts. Anyway, I'm Dave, and joining me as always is the Spin Master and the, the inventor of a million ringtones, and beyond that as well, a human resources god, Mr. Killer. How are you doing today, Martin? Hey, Dave. Yeah, doing very well. And it's post-Christmas now. It is. Did Santa let you down? Wow. Santa didn't let me down. On the last episode, it was a chance to get a bit of one-on-one time, really, with Santa. And I did bring up the Mr. Frosty thing that has been painful how many years. I, and, and really, he I'll be honest, he didn't deliver. But you did. You got me a Mr. Frosty ice maker i'm I'm blown away with it dreams do come true i've I've read all the reviews and apparently they're absolutely (laughs) useless so i'm looking forward to hearing what you what you made of it oh i'm i'm gonna do a whole cocktail night of mr frosty ice maker drinks with whatever sugary substance it is that you're like putting in there i uh, what do you call that stuff the cordial or or whatever like sherbet sherbet yeah sherbet put sherbet With Mentos and yeah. like Pepsi and stuff like that. But like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And will that be on all the cool stuff YouTube channel? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's about the only thing that is on all the cool stuff YouTube channel. But like, um, why not? Let's let's go for it. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, if you want to look at that on Dave's YouTube channel, just go to all the cool stuff on YouTube. I'm sure you've uploaded it already. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely by the time this episode's out. Well, look, you'd think this show would peak with Santa Claus. But if there was one person that could top that, it was Santa's next guest nomination. So let's just remind ourselves of who that was. Well, I would very much like to see details interviewed for the next episode of Star Wars Spins. Well, for this episode, I've got a little something for you. If you thought Santa was a tough act to follow, our guest tonight is one that personally makes me happy that he's agreed to join us on our little journey, this pathway to the moon, stars and beyond. After this episode, you will be dreaming about him, Martin, and maybe me too, if only you let me in. It might be one of those dreams that makes zero sense where there is a baby, it's you, and our guest. I don't know where this is going, so let's get back on track. He's a polymath, an individual who has more skill and talent than is humanly possible. He is a rapper, dancer, and actor, creature performer, best known for his work in MNA, Britain's biggest all-male black boy band of the 90s. Martin still has all the posters in his bedroom, and I'm still doing the dance moves. One of the biggest selling UK singles for 1995 and six other top 30 UK hits later, our guest soon turned his eye towards acting, appearing in many theatre and film roles. Ultimately, this led him to being selected to work with Lucasfilm Creature Shop for the new Star Wars films by Disney, appearing in The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and most notably, having his butt handed to him by the Mother of Dragons as the lead pike, Kay Tolsite, running the Spice Mine in Kessel in Solo. He might not be good at Tarascazi, but he knows a good cup of coffee when he sees one. Tonight, it is my highest honour to welcome to Star Wars Spins... Details. <laughs> Dude, that was epic. <laughs> now I should have recorded that as my ringtone. 
I, I don't know if you even know if you picked up on what I was trying to do there. I tried to like get in all seven tracks <laughs> yes. of M and A in that opening bit. <laughs> and it made zero sense. And by the way, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Like just just make anything up. It only meant sense to me. <laughs> well, well, you're welcome. And like I said, Martin's still got all the posters. And I'm still doing all the dance moves. Oh, oh, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, well, thank you for joining us. I I just got to put this into some kind of context. Last episode, we interviewed Santa Claus and Santa Claus picked you to be the next guest. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel like a very good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You're top of his list, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just don't don't ever go work for him. That's all I can say. Mark, Mark, Martin's got a few issues on that front. Yeah. <laughs> I'd reports from the elves, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. What, what episode is this, Martin? Is this number seven? It's number seven. You're our seventh guest on Star hey. Wars Spins. Lucky um, number seven. Yeah, we're, we're, this is it. Um, we're, we're squeezing that budget. Oh, we, we, we've gone all out on this one. So, yeah. um, no, thank you for like joining us. What have I done? <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a career low. It, 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 it is. It is. It, it, this will be, be the one thing you say that you didn't appear on. Yeah. Uh, and for that, and our five listeners, I can't thank you enough. Um, I, th- I, th- I think we're up to double figures on the, the Facebook page in terms of likes. So, like that, yeah. that's that's a win for me. Dee's got a very interesting career, but as always, Dave, I like to reveal more about our guests than, than you usually get from your normal interview process. I have two truths and a lie, which, as always, I would like to give to you through the medium of song. Amazing. So what I told you was true. From a certain point of view. At the top of his game, riding on the highs of his newfound fame. Some talent were lining up to have them and they share the stage on tour and did not hesitate to reach out and ask, Will you join us on tour? They asked so much it became quite a bore. But one special name got pulled out, out of the hat when Emanate opened the tour for Take That. D is classy, he dresses so cool. He knows what looks good and he's no fool. People come to D to see how they should look and it's not long till he has celebs on his books. Shania, Avril, Maxwell spring to mind. Little Bow Wow, an exhibit not far behind. He's designed their look and they wear it with pride. D ended up being their style guide. Now on to Solo, when D is on the set. They're waiting to film, but they're not ready yet. Amelia and Phoebe are killing some time, so they start to break out some classic lines. D is in costume, tells he knows where they're from, and in fact he performed with those bands when he was young. Amelia and Phoebe try to work out his thing, and guess it was emanating, both start to sing. I've got a little something for you. Where, where can I buy that? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> where, where, where can I where can I buy that? T- talk talk to me offline. I'm sure we can work something out. What, where does the CD go? <laughs> where, do I, where do I post the subpoena? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, superb, superb. Well, look, Dave, obviously, I need to clarify what you've just heard. Yeah, it, it was a shocker. Yeah. So here are the three facts you've just heard, and then I want you to tell me which one's the lie, okay? Go for it. So Dee's band Emanate opened up for Take That in Europe in 1995. Mm. D has also provided accessories and wardrobe for various recording artists like Shania Twain, Avril Lavigne, Maxwell, Little Bow Wow, and Exhibit as a fashion stylist. Mm. And on the set of Solo, Amelia and Phoebe sang I've Got a Little Something for You before one of their scenes together. Oh. Dave, which one's the lie? Oh. Oh. So, opening for Take That, stylist and co-stars having fanboy crush moment with D. Now, they're all very, very good, as, as they always are. They're all, they're all very good, solid choices. I'm going to have to try and do my process of elimination. I have no idea how old Amelia Clark is or Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I would imagine whilst on set, when the penny drops of who's who and whatever, and and, and D, I mean, I, I have no idea with your outfit, but I'm imagining you are able to take things off in between takes to breathe or eat or something like that. So I reckon it probably did come out, your multi-talented past, and much like Martin and me doing all the dancing and, and having all the posters, they'd know you through that particular track, and I reckon definitely happened. I reckon that that one is true. Now, deep. You came down the farthest from. You're always, whenever I see you, you're always impeccably well presented. I'm looking like Stig of the Dump at the moment. I think we came a bit late there. No, no, you don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Dave, you, you look lovely. You look no, gorgeous. Guys, guys, the delayed reaction said it all. Right? <laughs> it's, it's fine. I reckon that is true more than the Take That going on tour. Dave, um, you're, you're acting like you've never been to see Take That. Actually, I know I have. I That's have, what I'm saying. I have seen take that twice, but I think even though it makes sense from a marketing perspective, unless you're all on the same record labels, I would ima- or, or management companies, I would imagine that there is a, a fairly difficult, complex process to navigate on these things. So I reckon take that is the light, and I'm probably I've probably got this completely wrong, but I'm just guessing that because it's other boy bands representing other boy bands, I don't think it's as simple and straightforward as that, because of how each of those bands feel, and then also management companies and labels and how people want to be perceived. So take that is the lie. D, if you'd like to reveal the truths and the lie. Well, during Eminate, I styled the band and choreographed the band and 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 wrote raps and did some hooks and, and BVs and things like that to support my position in the band. So yes, as a stylist beyond Eminate, I went on to do some styling for some very, very entertaining people, shall we say, and during a really weird time. So uh, Shania Twain was the biggest female selling artist in the world at the time. And uh, a friend of mine was representing her for (laughs) Europe and said, Dee, could you hook, hook us up with some stuff and whatever? So 
I made a few calls and before you know it, there was, there are a few trays of Oliver people's sunglasses for her and some designer silver jewelry. And there's a, there's a picture of her in, in the nineties in an all, all in one kind of like a mesh. It was supposed to look see-through, but a mesh um, outfit and around her wrists and things like that were the pieces of jewelry that, that I'd, I'd gotten for her. Wow. And, um, one of the most beautiful things was is that when I went to meet her to to, to give her some of the, these bits and pieces, she knew that I was doing it for my, doing it completely for free for my friend, right? Yeah. And they then had me wait downstairs for about ten minutes, and then my friend came downstairs, had a handful of money, and said, um, "She knows you're doing it for free, but she wants you to have this." And so um, I've been in love with Schneider since then. <laughs> <laughs> Take that did send in a request to First Avenue. Um, now we were with First Avenue and um, First Avenue had um, Dina Carroll and they had Eternal and they had a few other bands. I'm struggling to remember, but they had Eternal and Eternal were the band that came out the year before we did. So they were like their launching yeah, had in it for the, for those girls, I had a request came through. Can we have Emanate to support take that for the whole of their European tour? And it was just like whoa, whoa, whoa. But it was whoa when we found out that they asked because right. when they when they asked that question, First Avenue were like, no, you ain't getting Emanate. You can have Eternal, Eternal. So, oh. <laughs> so Eternal ended up going to support Take That throughout Europe. We actually were, were, were big, were big fans of Take That, and um, we'd run into him a couple of times at the Smash It's Poll winners. And I think Kay and I ran into Robbie, Robbie Williams, at, um, in Green Park. It's, there was a club called Tokyo Joe's. It's changed since then, but um, ran into Robbie Williams there and things like that, and had a chat. So everything was really cool. We would have really, really have loved to have opened up for them but um we had no idea that they'd asked and next thing you know eternal out there um touring with them but here's what happened a few days or a couple of weeks after janet jackson requested that we tour with her so so, come on (laughs) so so, you know it's kind of you know there are there are things there are the magical things that happen so yes you you were absolutely correct oh (laughs) <laughs> and and the other one was um on solo so you know when i'm pointing out things and, and we get to the we get to the computer screens and we put and i point out han and chewy on the computer screen yeah. so it's while we were waiting for the cameras to set up the choreography for that moment and that i have to give my boy z17 a big shout out too because this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for them so <laughs> so 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 the girls were were, were singing stay now right yeah and, yeah, yeah. and i had I, I had my head on at the time i had quay's quay's head on at the time and then i joined in <laughs> <laughs> right and then and the next thing you know i was like i toured with them you know <laughs> and 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 that was it they, were, they both stopped what do you mean what what it was it was like how you know them what who are you right it was that kind of look yeah just said emanate and they said oh Oh my god! And and then they just started singing. And this, they, you know, the set was quiet until till that moment. The set set was wow. quiet, and they sang to you. They sang you to you. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I got a little something for you. <laughs> oh, nice and wait, loud. Wait, Amelia's just turned up. I heard her. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her. Aww. 
There you go. Anyway, well done, Dave, for guessing right. Yes, I got one right. It's a one in three chance, isn't it? So like, <laughs> well, look, we we need to move on because I'm I'm on a high now because I got one right, and I think that's the first one that I've got right in a million episodes. Um, so we're going to take you to the first round, and this is going to be the quick fire round. You may fire when ready. Prequels or sequels? Sequels. Favourite Star Wars character? R2-D2. Who smells worse, Jawas or Obi-Wan Kenobi? (laughs) Obi. Ah, do it. Is it racist to say that all clones look and sound the same? (laughs) (laughs) No. Favourite Disney era film? When, when was The Jungle Book? There you go. That's Yeah, that's during it. I'll take that. I'll take <laughs> yeah, The yeah. Jungle Book, yeah. Favourite prequel film? Um, I, don't, I, think, I think it would be Revenge of the Sith. If you had to live out the rest of your life watching The Last Jedi or Attack of the Clones, would you just kill yourself now? <laughs> I, I, think, I think being one with the Force has its appeal. When was the last time you were mistaken for Reyes? What? what? <laughs> Evacuate? In our moment of triumph? There's a lot to process there, and I think it's only fair that we just go back and review some of your answers there, Dee. I've, I've got to go there straight away to say that all clones look and sound the same. I'm going I'm to give you a scenario of an event that, that happened at some point, right? Yeah. Now, I'm in, the, I'm in the CFX room, sorting out my costume or whatever. There are other people sorting out everybody's costumes. Um, they got the music playing. Will Smith's Men in Black comes on. And Derek Arnold, who absolutely a genius as to knowing what to say and warming people up in terms of um, getting everybody talking and laughing and whatever. He walks in, um, Men in Black's playing, and he says, oh my God, I can't believe how racist this song is. <laughs> <laughs> now the whole room went quiet. And the only person cracking up was me. <laughs> and, and he had to then narrate this and said, hey, look at everyone. Everyone's really feeling really awkward because I asked that question. And the one black person in the room, they're laughing. You know, but, you, know you would think that that one black person in the room would give everybody the, 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 the freedom to then join in and laugh. He was, he was, that just sent me over the edge. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I was all over the place. But um, <laughs> Bless him. Derek Arnold is an absolute comic genius. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So if you had to live out your life watching Attack of the Clones and The Last Jedi, a film that you yourself were in, yes, yes. Uh, would you kill yourself now? And your answer was possibly a good thing to be one with the Force. Now, that could actually be interpreted in a number of different ways. One with the Force figuratively or one with the Force within embracing watching those two films for the rest of your life that's a very clever answer and and possibly the most intelligent answer we'll get out of this <laughs> not, not, not just this episode but like everything that we season, ever do yeah. So, yeah yeah so i think i think that's 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 very good how about yourself mine have you got any ones you thought long and hard before you came up with the answer of um revenge of the sith being the best prequel which i i i was Quite surprised it took you so long to come to the conclusion that the best one was the best one. Um, yeah, because I was I was thinking about so many. I was trying to think about all these all these other films, and it just kept coming back to 
prequels that I really do know. Mm. There have been a few um, here and there, and but trying to remember, like like thinking off the top of my head now, at what point do you say that some of those Terminator movies are prequels? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, that's true. You know, at what point? So um, <clears throat> they weren't at the forefront of my mind, but I'm just thinking about that now. Prequels, like even Alien, there was the, Prometheus was a prequel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. See, but, see, but they're just they're just really vague. They're just vague prequels, but prequels that are prequels that I really know. Obviously, man, Star Wars, man. You know, <laughs> Dave's upset you didn't say the Phantom Menace. Uh, oh, I was close. I was close. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not upset at all. I mean, oh, you're livid, Dave. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> it's a, it's a rose tinted specs kind of thing. I, I always say there will be no other point in my lifetime that that anticipation before a film comes out uh, will never be met. You know that expectation, and that's before social media. You know the, the, mm. the, the anticipation of of a, of a whole new opening of Star Wars was just incredible, yeah. and everybody was a lot more innocent. I, I think. You know, because again, it's pre-social media, and and everybody's out to kill one another and and run everything into the ground and stuff yeah. like that. Culturally, we're in some respects more positive than we are now. But the Revenge of the Sith is, is the stronger of the stories because there are things in Phantom Menace I absolutely hate in terms of that kind of wow, and it was everywhere. I mean, it was not just in one fast food restaurant; it was in about five fast food restaurants. It was on Pepsi cans when you just went into the newsagent. It was on Cadbury's chocolate bars you know it was literally everywhere and you'll never yeah. see anything quite like that ever again oh um, no but- you can't well listen there's there's no argument there there's no argument about about that what what got me the most about the prequel was how long i was going to have to wait for the next one that's the only issue I had. What I loved the most about um, the Phantom Menace is probably one of the things some people don't like, and that is the the politics. That politics is absolutely fundamental to the future of the rest of the stories that we get with Star Wars in terms of how it all started. Now, even yeah. like like being a big fan of the George Lucas documentaries as much as anything else, he's just talking about things that have happened in history. He says happened just so that it's safe enough not to say it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Right underneath your noses. It's happening right now. You know? Yeah. So so mirroring that in a scenario where there is light and there is dark, you have this whole birthing of of what's to come that is an interesting future. Yeah, loved it. Um, I did have to get used to Jar Jar, but that took me five minutes because then I was like, oh, yes, yeah, so that's for the kids. Okay, fine. And I was fine with that. So as a movie, my only issue with that was how long I was going to have to wait for the next one. But it was by the time we got to Revenge of the Sith, it was like, man, it's all or nothing. You haven't mentioned this. You haven't mentioned that. I want to see it. I want to see it. Tell me, let's get there. And then you get the, you get the most epic lightsaber sword battle you are ever likely to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Um, it trumps yeah. every single lightsaber battle. In terms, in terms of, because I can't just watch Revenge of the Sith. I have to watch the Phantom Menace Clone Wars to build up to that moment. I have to watch those. Yeah, that. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> round two is a multiple choice round. We're going to give you another spin wheel and we're going to give it a whirl and you're going to get a section of questions that are either related on the Star Wars films, the Star Wars fandom or Star Wars collecting. So let's give it a spin. Okay. 
spin, 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 Luminous beings are we. Questions relating to fandom. (laughs) So these are all questions related to fandom. And some of them might be based on your own experience as a Star Wars fan. And some of them might also be your observations on the fandom itself. You are in a unique position of being at both ends of the scale as, as a fan and then seeing the fans reaction to something that you've been involved with as a creative person sometimes those reactions might not necessarily be the same that you share and sometimes it might be very difficult to get the points of view across and your answers on this will be quite interesting for me because you're the first time that we've we've asked someone who's who's sort of on both sides of that fence so okay here we go let's rack them up martin what are the biggest misconceptions in the Star Wars fandom? The biggest misconceptions that I've noticed is that, you know, Lucasfilm have a ton of money. They can spend as much as they want doing these things because, you know, they've got all the money in the world. Um, so if it means they need to reshoot something, they can afford to do it or whatever and stuff like that. And that's a that's a huge misconception because, you know, they all work to a budget. Mm. If something goes wrong or not go in the right direction and they need to change course or something like that, you have to understand that either there's it's tied into a budget where you have reshoots and things like that or if it extends beyond that then it it happens but you don't tend to hear about it it's not like they sit you down and say oh right so we've run into some figures here you know and we've got a few problems and this is what we plan on doing no it just happens that way but when you're there you're very much a part of what is happening why it's happening what it's covering you know, um, whether it's not getting that shot or, or something else, you're aware of things like that. The biggest misconception is one of the biggest misconceptions is they got a ton of money and oh yeah, they can spend it and this is you know and, and they throw all the money about and no 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 no. Also, uh, some of the decisions that are made aren't made by Lucasfilm. Yeah? yeah, some of the decisions are taken out of their hands and various things by Disney, and Disney make those decisions for good or bad or whatever. But sometimes when you know it's a Disney when that's a Disney decision and then you're yeah. hearing in the fandom oh Lucasfilm this and Lucasfilm that they should do this and they should do that and blah 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 you know what they're reading that saying yeah 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 we know we're trying to do that that's what we're trying to do so so, yeah. so, so sometimes it's a bit like that I mean ultimately a lot of these decisions are actually not driven by the companies it's driven by shareholders I run a toy shop and you hear it all the time. People think there's like some grand conspiracy that toy companies are not getting the toys out there deliberately. It's like nuts. <laughs> it's their job to sell toys. You know, it's their job to get this in your hands. Yeah. Um, you, you know, because they do not want you to like be distracted by something else and buy by that other product. And, and but, some of these things have teething problems. It's not, it's not Disney on one side, Lucasfilm on the other. No, they want to make the perfect thing together. That's what they're striving to do and finding a way to do that. You know, so there's going to be teething problems. I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I had really early on, these new set of movies, this is where they were going. 
you know, sanctioned by Lucasfilm, sanctioned by George Lucas, sanctioned by Kathy Kennedy. This is where they were going. And, and, and I was prepared to sit down and say, well, if that's where you're taking me, I'm following, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't argue with those people that are telling the story. You know. Well, no, not not if you've got that opportunity <clears throat> ahead of you. I, I, I don't think there's a single person on the planet that wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But don't forget, during during the release of these movies, you know, they were upsetting a few people. Some of these story decisions that were being made was upsetting a, um, a lot of people in the fandom. Just to summarise what you said, Dean, because there was a lot to unpack there. If I'm reading what you said right correctly, Zuvio wasn't in it so much because they ran out of money? Yeah. Is yeah, that my I, takeaway from all of this? I yes. Look, look, you have, you, have, you have no idea, you have no idea how much, how expensive that costume actually was, you know, um, especially a few of those costumes, um, let alone the person that they were paying to be inside that costume who didn't want, even want to be recognised or anything. That's Daniel Day-Lewis, obviously. It costs money to hide identity. Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense now. You know, but but yeah, he's 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 well loved and respected just because of of his elusiveness. And, and then he did the whole method acting thing, didn't he? Of yes. Just... Slowly, the jigsaw comes together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking special edition, very special edition of Zuvio's left foot. <laughs> Gags of Jakku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> spin, 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 spin. Has a Star Wars celebrity ever been rude to you? That's a Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> what a person to get this question to. <laughs> Has a Star Wars celebrity ever been rude to me? Um, <laughs> Come on, no. that must have been rude to you. A Star Wars celebrity. <laughs> you know, no, but... Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis. Actually, actually, BBA ain't as sweet as you think he is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the language, the language on that. <laughs> yeah. And no, no. But, but at the same time, there have been very, very surreal, absolutely surreal, serendipitous moments. On the, on the Force Awakens, first time I'm on set working with this team and seeing this film crew, so no one kind of knows what you're doing and things like that other than what you're wearing um and you could be an extra as, as much as you could be in cfx or anything like that and people um, for most of the time didn't know it was me inside Kratinus. Mm. but on the set of Kratinus, yeah i'll be entertaining everybody everyone's having a laugh and and enjoying themselves and it's a, a real star wars environment you know you don't take your head off to be introduced to harrison ford or anybody like that you're on set and you're just pointed around and and he knows what faces he's looking for whatever um and so that was you know things like that and i remember leaving the set and i was I think i was going to craft or something like that and i just opened the door just as Harrison Ford and his entourage were coming through. It's funny because they can see you wearing a costume, but if they don't see you wearing a head, they don't put it together or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, and um, he gives me a nod and says, oh, hi. you know, I'm like, no one's going to believe I just opened the door for Harrison Ford. And I, had, I had no intention of doing that. I just opened the door and the man was just stood there, right? So, so things like that to The Last Jedi and I'm watching the, watching the monitor and this voice comes up beside me and, and just says, this just looks really amazing. This is just really great. And I look over and it's Mark Hamill. You know, it stood right next to me. There's no one else around, just me and Mark and anybody 
around the periphery, you know, watching, say, Mark Hamill's on set, because that's what they do, right? And that's what happens. Mark's on set. That, you know, I employ my best acting again and compose myself, strangle the child inside. So, he, <laughs> you know, and, um, and then I just stood there and I started explaining to Mark what was happening on the screen, you know, Kevin, he's wearing his head and you can't, he can't see where he's going or whatever. And he's got someone in his ear telling him, when to stop and when to turn, turn six o'clock, three o'clock, nine o'clock and all that type of stuff, you know? And then um, he turns around and says, oh, I could do with someone like that in my ear. Before you know it, he senses everybody's watching because I could feel everybody watching, you know, he says his goodbyes or whatever and he walks away and, and um, while everybody's watching him, they don't see me actually on the floor collapsed. So um, <laughs> moments like that have been very, very powerful. Yeah. Meeting Ron Howard. I grew up watching Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah, you can mention any film that he's directed. I don't care. Happy Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah. He's there directing me um, and saying, what well, a pleasure it is to meet me. And I say, the honour is all mine. And then we just rock on, you know. And then a, a, couple of, a, a couple of days later or a couple of weeks later, he sees me on the set of Corellia, um, comes up to me, says, hi, oh, D, 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 that scene that we shot, it looks really, really great. And the scene that he's talking about is when I put that, key underneath Kira's chin. I would trade those for if anybody said anything bad to me, I would trade that instead. Everybody everybody tends to be very, very sweet. <laughs> Dee, did um, Harrison, Mark or Ron sing to you? One of your, one of your, one of your songs? No, no, no. In fact, I, you know, I don't even think they're aware. <laughs> bit, bit rude, isn't it? <laughs> Not acknowledging that. Other people did. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think yeah. I think you've I think so, so, cunningly yeah. asked that answer. Yeah, I I think that's very skillful of you there, Martin. Yeah. So we can deduce that uh, yeah. Harrison, Mark, and Ron were the whole yeah. celebrity that has been rude to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it's very gracious of you not to be offended. But we we hear what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, they're, all, <laughs> they're yeah. not all that in a bag of chips, are they? <laughs> What is the most bizarre encounter you've ever had with a Star Wars celebrity? I hadn't performed as a CFX creature in front of any of those the people that I'd worked with, other than probably Brian Herring, who saw me doing Panto, right? So no one had ever seen me doing anything like that. From the fittings to the show and tell, I was treating that like my audition. But before we even start show and tell, I spot Warwick Davis and Annabelle Davis stood stood to the side. So I went over there. And I said, I says, I says to Warwick, dude, it's really, really, it's really, really cool to meet you. It's such a great honor or whatever. And I didn't stop to think for one second. He's like, I don't know who this person is. He's very, very polite, but there's, there's, there's no, there's no real conversation or anything like it. Cause he doesn't know who the hell I am. I just said, it's a real pleasure to meet you or whatever and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we have the show and tell and it's Kratinus and it's Prashi and Kratinus and we're laughing away doing our thing. And at the end, when we took the head off, and realized that everybody else was laughing in the room because generally that doesn't happen in a show and tell. You don't tend to have one character that's just completely laughing and cracking up and they're quite <laughs> formal affairs. Mm. Well, we can do this and we can chat and we, we can do this performance. Whatever. You haven't really got a crazy laughing character. And when I'd done that and I looked around the room, Neil had, had, had gotten everybody to give me a round of applause, which was 
very moving. I was being applauded by my peers. Um, that, that's how I saw it. As we were leaving that little this little cubicle, they had in the middle of the studio, Warwick was stood there and he was smiling from ear to ear. And I was just like, right, okay, so now maybe the penny's dropped. Maybe he knows that I'm in CFX and, and, right. you know, and I'm not crazy. That was a nice moment. I haven't, I haven't told anyone about that moment before. So there you Aww. go. You've got one Warwick is an absolute icon as far as anything goes and especially Star Wars. Maybe I should have waited until after I'd done my thing to then introduce myself. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Because that wouldn't be the story you're telling now. Dee, can I give you a, a little tip? Yes. Next time you meet Warwick, whatever you do, don't say you know Paul Naylor. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a real bit. We found it in a previous episode. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a real beef with Naylor. Oh, yeah. 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 Naylor tried to seal his photos and yeah. it's become a he, bit of a thing now. He's, he's, yeah. Oh, so so whenever he's at a show. I talking about that. I heard yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Whenever he's at a show, Paul will go out of his way to nick his photos. I yeah. mean, like, it's. You can always tell. Get out of hand now. Like, you can always tell. Embarrassing. You if you're in a room and you suddenly hear Warwick shout, screw you! <laughs> his voice. That means Naylor's just been there. Yeah. Like a thing. Yeah. He's, he's a dodgy character. If you watch oh. Tenable, every now and again, a rounder comes up, it says 10 people, the top 10 people that Warwick Davis hates, they're all Paul Naylor. Yeah, all 10. All, all 10. 10. Hey, <laughs> And, but that's something though isn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah. well that brings us to the end of the round that was amazing and I absolutely loved all your answers there D. they were absolutely fantastic <laughs> what we're going to do now is we're going to move to round three now round three is a little bit more random so round three is Wexley snaps I can't even tell you what's going to come up but <laughs> I promise you you're going to love it do me a personal favour be optimistic definitely uh, this is this is terrific. You're not going to believe how well this is going to turn out. It's going to be great. What Star Wars character would you like to be stroking your head as you die? <laughs> um. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Oh, a Wookiee, a Wookiee. Uh, remember, remember in Empire Strikes Back when, when, when he hugs Han? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then his big <laughs> paw goes over his head. <laughs> yeah. So just a Wookiee, just Chewbacca or just any Wookiee will do? <laughs> any Wookiee will do. do. do, do, do. <laughs> no, make, make it chewy in case, because it, it might get a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> I see. He's the only one you trust. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> what was the granddad in Holiday Special? Was that Itchy? I know, I've never seen that. I've never. <gasps> seen that. Oh, I've, never, I've never seen the holiday special. I've seen clips uh, of it, you, you, and and I couldn't watch the rest of the clips because I think it was on YouTube, and it was like a really dodgy kind of like um copy, like of VHS or off the TV or something. They're all dodgy. I think there's just one master tape of dodginess. Um, I'll, I'll send you a link because there's one that's literally um called Nice Copy. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you you got to do it. You got to do it at some point in your life, just so that I know I have to you, tick that you, box, right? Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's it's like going to the dentist. You know, <laughs> you don't want to do it, but you have to do it at some point. And uh, yeah, I, I think just to appreciate the sheer insanity of the whole thing, really, more than anything else. Just like, but you know. but it's it's got actual cameos. It's got actual cameos. Ooh. from 
from Harrison oh, yeah. and Mark. Oh, and, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. See, oh like that, properly. And, properly and the, in it. And the finale, it, it's worth sticking right to the end just for the finale because that will just leave you dumbfounded <laughs> as to why. All, all, all I could say is that it's all got to be in the contracts or something like right. that. But because right. Because you'd be like, no, this is beyond painful. Yeah, there's something wrong here. <laughs> beyond painful is the, be- it's the best Star Wars there is. You say it's beyond painful. It's amazing. Was it? Is it the first 15 minutes? There's basically no English in it. It's all yeah. It's just all Wookiees. <laughs> and the subtitles. The subtitles. Are no. 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 Oh, no. 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 Oh, so we're watching a wildlife show. <laughs> well, you are, but he um, Itchy, the granddad, basically gets sent a dodgy VR set, but yeah. appears to be showing adult material. Like, and I'm not joking. It, it, it's bizarre. <laughs> It, it, it's genuinely bizarre. But, okay. Uh, okay. Be Arthur sings. Yeah. Be Arthur runs the cantina sings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine will send you the copy and then. Nice copy. I'll send you the nice copy. Okay. Nice, nice okay. copy. Yeah. You, you just got to do it at some point. All right. You know, okay. When we're heading into the, 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 the 50th lockdown and you've, <laughs> you've gone through that DVD collection and you realize that you do remember absolutely everything on those DVDs. <laughs> yes. Because you've seen them 10 million times by this point, then give it a whirl, you know, when, might, yeah, all, that, when all else is done. Right. Um, and and you've done your tax return, you've done everything else, you know, like, <laughs> you know, folded all the washing, you've, you've cleaned the inside of the dustbin, you know, every <laughs> mortal thing when it's done, then watch it. I, I feel this podcast has justified itself if it's got one more person to watch the holiday special who had it missing from their lives. Okay, well, I'm, I'm I'm there. I'm right there. I will. Worth I will. I will give that a go. <laughs> We've established the whole thing at holiday special, just off the back of that. You'd like to be cradled by Chewie as you die. <laughs> the irony is about family. You, when you're watching the holiday special, you're you're yearn for that moment of Chewie cradling you as, yeah. you, <laughs> as yeah. you pass on. <laughs> Take me into your arms, Chewie. It's time. <laughs> Next question. What's it like being General Medine? With that hairstyle, mm. you know, you really wouldn't miss him in the room. You you kind of think, well, that, yeah, that guy was a bit, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't want to say anything, you know. Um, but you know, was it was it one of those those things that move? You know. What he needs, D, is for you to go over there and, and like sort him out. You know, before I'm not being upstaged again by that fish, right? <laughs> right, with his with his holographic. Can you can you like literally give me a makeover? Can you advise me what to do? So when I walk out there, I'm still I've got all eyes on me, <laughs> rather than them talking about that like holographic like presentation. But, but see, see, he he gets me. He he strikes me as one of these guys that is is always vying for some kind of attention. Mm. He gets he gets those big moments, announces it, but you know he announces all the big names that are associated with it, which kind of puts him in a redundant little spot, and no one goes back to him. No one pays him, no one pays any more attention to yeah. him. That's you it. Know? He's done. So yeah. in fact, in fact, he's kind. It, it's kind of one of these things where it's, it's more like he has kind of been promoted to a better position. It's better to be invisible than it is to be watched twenty four seven. So, do you think that's why he's got a fake beard? Because he doesn't want to be recognised <laughs> afterwards. 
Do you think? <laughs> do you think he's cleanly shaven, and then just before the presentation went, slap this on <laughs> I, no, I, straight I, I, after I, our ripping off? Don't take me more seriously, about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about the, the you, you know, when you're on a, on that sort of ship, yeah, it's not like you can just like just go off and get your own space and and get away from it all you, you, you all the corridors lead to somewhere and he's walking down and he's probably like going uh, excuse me excuse yeah. me about that the attack on death star or excuse me about my pay packet or whatever you know that he's just getting harassed so i reckon he puts that on that's like his uh confidence the, uh, beard when, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's it's like the um Oh, what's the guy? The Groucho Marx, you know, glasses with a fake yeah. nose and the the moustache. You know, that that's his way. He's like, ha you you don't. Or, or what if he is the Star Wars equivalent of Superman, right? Mm. Because maybe he is a Star Wars superhero, a bit like Clark Kent. The moment mm. you got those glasses on, nobody knows it's Superman. And maybe it's the same with Medine. Maybe he's like Super Medine or something like that. Um, and the beard just throws everybody it's like oh it's you general Maydean, you know but he takes that beard off and he's like yeah 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 because because they never they never yeah. they never kind of see them in the same room together right yeah, and, and also they say very rarely ever see him so so you know it takes a while for him to build up the courage you know and, and oh so. he's been given a good assignment you know pass on this memo why, why don't you you yeah. know, so it's like, oh, oh okay, okay, oh, I'll dress up for that. We didn't see perhaps the whole speech, but the whole speech is around, despite the fact there being numbers of garrisons of <laughs> highly trained Imperial stormtroopers on this planet, we're going to send down one squadron to take <laughs> out this thing. Mm. This is his great distraction. Captain Solo is just strikeful, really. And of course, everyone's then tuned in and kind of, wow, wow, and Solo's going to do it. He then whips the beard off while everyone's kind of going, this is a daft plan. <laughs> stands at the back in kind of that's an amazing plan <laughs> and everyone goes oh that guy knows what he's talking about it's that classic bender isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's one of the best plans I've ever heard oh, oh. where's he gone Oh, that's oh, funny saying that. That's a cameo I'd love to see. I'd love to see Bender. I'd love to see Bender up here in the Star Wars. Star Wars. That would be amazing. Yeah. Just walking past <laughs> in the background. That's all. Yeah. Whistling. Another question? Let's go for it. Can you do a Star Wars impression? Yeah, ish. (laughs) Please do. Um, hang on, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There you go. <laughs> that's that's it. That's amazing. It's none of these impersonations of Vader and, and, and things like that. It's just that because I've been searching for that so that I could put that on my phone as like a, a, a message. I've got R2 laughing on my phone, but that's only because I can't find this one. Right. But yeah, that whenever R2 does that in a movie, it, it sh- it's like he's showing some care and some concern, you know, and it's just mm. like. Just with that particular melody of, of, of tones that he does. So, yeah, I like that. But oh, you weren't expecting that, huh? <laughs> but can you do a Star Wars impression? impression. Yeah. Um, what was that? I used to, um, there's, there's, there's a couple of Vader lines, and I'm kind of trying to think of one right now. Impressive. Most impressive. How's yeah. that? It is. It is. <laughs> but today's point, can you do a Star Wars impression? Uh, yeah, I know, I know. 
I kind of I thought that halfway through, but then I really wanted to do the Vader one. I wanted, I really wanted to find it. Actually, genuinely, I thought that was very good. Very, very good. Yeah. Very pitch perfect. So that was the end of Wexy Snaps. So we've been setting you up for this final round. It's full strength. Nothing held back. For poor Gullet will know the truth. Marketing is everything in Star Wars. For example, Ewoks are really vicious, primitive little cannibals, and the Rebellion are nothing but terrorists. What other misconceptions are out there? <laughs> I mean, those Ewoks, Ewoks <laughs> were going to eat so, so, people. Say so, so, yeah. what Ewoks again? <laughs> so, marketing, primitive little cannibals. They are primitive little cannibals. And the rebellion are nothing but terrorists. Yeah, it's blowing up stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, mis- what are the other misconceptions out there? <laughs> That's put me on the spot. I'm, I <laughs> I'm just thinking about the Ewoks right now. I'm going to point you in a direction here, D, because I think we've got a unique opportunity. Okay. So what was presented to us, just the paying member of the public, was the Pike Syndicate being kind of dodgy characters. Who oh, well, no, 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 no. That's, That's what I'm saying. No, that's a misconception right away. Well, so put us Ke- right. Kessel looked it's... like a lovely place to work. <laughs> so... It is. You must come and visit sometime, Dave. <laughs> You've got a unique insight. How did we get that wrong? What was it really like? Truly, Look. what were they doing? Look, when you turn up someplace that, that you have no idea about, you haven't even read the brochure, yeah? And you just turn up and um, you have some kind of notion about stealing some kind of elixir from their point of view, some kind of elixir or whatever. So mm. I'm, look, it's just a business. And mm. I, and how that business is run is by having these families, having these, having these um, lovely people come through and dedicate some time and, their, and show their appreciation for mm. what good is being done throughout the galaxy. A spice isn't as bad as you think. Sometimes you might be having a, a banter burger and want some of that stuff on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's that kind of thing. But, because we, I say as a fellow Pike, you know, provide um, for the entire galaxy, of course there are going to be people there that want to show their appreciation, want to come for a holiday, want to come and see how the place is run. And that's what we do. We, we, we take them, we get them down to the bear, tacts, bear tactics yeah. and just show them, the, show them the ropes and the chains and, and things like that. And, <laughs> and, and, and occasionally, if someone wants to come down and disrupt that, it, things are going to kick off. Yeah. You know, because it's not it's not me, it's not me that they're harming. It's the galaxy that they're harming. I sound mm. like a politician, right? So it's, it's, mm. it's the galaxy that they're harming. That's why, you know, when you think about pikes and stuff like that, it's a business. We run a business so that the galaxy can run smoothly. We don't want any problems. We don't want any hassle. You know, that's why we keep ourselves to ourselves, you know. Occasionally, we might have to broker a deal with some um, other business types, very rarely any of those from the Jedi Order or anything like that. We don't like we really doing business with them, you know, 
they kind of think that they know everything. And before you know it, we leave having made some agreement and don't remember even making that agreement. Yeah. You know, but it, that's why we don't deal with them specifically. But if you're going to look, see, if you're going to create a documentary, put yeah. it on the screen and say how this dude came here and this place was so bad or whatever, because we weren't going to give him what he wasn't willing to pay for. He's a thief. Yeah. You know, mm. so so mm. in that regard, you know, we are the victims here. And um, I'd like to see some justice for that at some point. What are you saying, really? I mean, in terms of real life comparisons, it's much like the management at Pontings, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. You, know, you I, see, you get it. It's exactly yeah. that. You, you know, you turn up to a Pontings holiday camp. Yeah, all, all of the parable signs are there, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. The, the trappings and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you've put a very good case forward there. I, I feel a bit bad now because basically your character dies a noble death defending. The galaxy is how I'm now interpreting this. Yeah. And that's did did com- you actually die? Thieves. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind. Did you actually die or were you just knocked out? Well, she, well, she pulled my keys out of my chest. So um, there's there's <laughs> there's <laughs> indications that I might have been slightly injured. <laughs> right. So you were definitely yeah. hurt then, defending the galaxy. Yeah, you know, it, you know, and it takes a lot to puncture that kind of costume. You know, so 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 maybe it's a combination of um, being stabbed and knocked out. But either which way, they go and pay. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think this is a valuable insight. But yeah, I think I think I think they should remake it. Well, well, when I watch it, I don't I don't watch all of it. I only watch up to the part where they arrive, and I just say, well, and that's a happy ending. They they got there, yeah. and yeah, they now work there. <laughs> See, now I'm going to offer you like the blue pill or the red pill in regards <laughs> to. Something you won't be able to unsee if I oh. tell you this one visual thing that happens in Solo that I you, have. Oh. You can't lead us to this point and then say that. So, like, you've got to like, just spill the beans, haven't yeah. you? Like, <laughs> this isn't even a debate. We want to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, your listeners can listen in two. In, in three, two, one, I'll count it down and then you can either put your fingers in your ears, everybody, or you can hear me out. Right? Okay, okay. cool. Right, you know when they're escaping and they're leaving <laughs> and they're leaving Kessel, you know, there's a big shootout and they're shooting, shooting, shooting. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and um, there was this big, there was, it wasn't a big deal that they made, but they were saying, oh yeah, we got this angle. Oh, imagine being on set and having all that catering provided. Sounds like heaven. I bet you get all sorts of food. I bet it ranges from kebabs to burgers. It sounds like my dream job, just sitting around waiting, being fed constantly. Sounds perfect. I wonder what I have to do to get into all of that. (sighs) Anyway, I suppose I better tune back in. I hope I haven't missed anything important. No. See, now I've told you that. You can't unsee it. I'll probably get in trouble for telling that. <laughs> no kidding, because that's that's like um, that's not. I mean, you can't have been the only person to pick up on that, surely. No one else has said nothing. It's like in Rogue One. You know when they meet? What's his name? Is it Shirut? Shirut. Yes, and um, he starts taking on the stormtroopers. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, there's one of them that gets repeatedly shot in in the lower region six yeah. times, if I can, if I remember correctly. And, and it's to like me. over and over and over again. But what he just gets 
keeps getting shot right in the cojones. Yeah. And, and it's just like, hang on, why isn't anybody saying that? Haven't you, yeah. didn't you see that? That's really, really cool. That's And, and no one says anything. I mean, surely if you were the other stormtroopers, you'd be laughing by this point as well. <laughs> yeah, if you were still alive, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> Steve's been shot in the dick. <laughs> Again. Again. Six times. Six times. Six times. It's always Steve. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how many times it is, but it, it just, I was watching it like over and over and over again. I'm like, I'm like, no one's, it's like, but this is Disney, right? Okay. <laughs> so like, Disney notorious for having films with people being shot in the dick <laughs> <laughs> it's what they're known for oh, <laughs> wow right should we go on to the next question then yes please spin 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 what's the deal with the space monkey that fixes Kylo Ren's helmet do you think he throws his poo at the other Knights of Ren? Does that explain why their boots are muddy on an otherwise clinically dirt-free spaceship? There's, there's several things there. There's yes, several yeah. things there. It's quite, quite a lot it's to It's like an onion. It's like an onion. It's got layers. It's got layers. Um, Let's start. What's the deal with the space monkey? Then? Let's start with that. Start with the easy bit. I'm not quite sure if that is the easy bit. It's kind of like those, those muddy boots. When you, know, um, you say to your parents, oh, yeah, I'm going to have some friends over. Or whatever, and it's like, oh, okay, that would be nice, or whatever. And you know, you're expecting some half decent, half well dressed people to come in the house, and they and they all come in. They don't take their shoes off. You've got mm. carpet, nice light tan carpet, and they've got all this dirt bringing it all into your house. You don't know what they've walked in, and your mum wants to kick off, and you're like, but mum, oh, you just don't understand, like a Harry Enfield thing. And then you and your mates go storming off. It, it, that kind of fits that kind of emo kind mm. of style that he had going on. And maybe they would just, he would have them come by on the ship just to um, annoy. What was the other guy's name? Um, Je- um, Hux. 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 Yes. Because yeah. he seems a bit prim and proper, you know what I mean? And I think as far as Space Monkey's concerned, it's animal cruelty. Yeah. I, mm. I, I really think, because it doesn't look like he could get up, doesn't look like he could leave, doesn't look like those things in his eyes were meant to be there. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he could be there under duress. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! It could be a long distant relation to um Space Monkey from Rogue One. Oh, Bistan. Bistan, yeah. yeah, might, yeah. might, yeah, might be a, a, a distant relation. Might they might have taken the whole family? Like one got taken from one side. You know, always hated Bistan because Bistan got the got the good crew to go with. Um, still has legs. Yes. Eyes. You know. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That space monkey was was a bit weird, wasn't it? To have what clearly was a monkey. There there were a lot of weird things and weird creatures in the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of of strange creatures. And you're not quite sure if they're introducing you to new species that are just in this part of the galaxy or whatever, or whether um, they were under duress from some of these species saying that they want to be in the movie. Mm. You know, and they just said, yes, there are all these alien species. Mm. And eventually they had to let some of them in. You can't let one in without letting the rest in. But yeah, yeah, you guys don't even look like you're from Star Wars. Where are you from? That's those union rights, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. P- pesky unions, ask Santa. <laughs> yeah, getting away of production according to Santa. Yeah, making it harder for the Rodians out there. So what we've established there is we've got petulant teenagers who were just trying to upset authority with their muddy boots. Mm. And then equally, you had good monkey in Rogue One, bad monkey in Rise of Skywalker. That's the balance. Yes. The balance was oh, there. Could they be That's the same it. monkey? Because there's like... Nah. 
what 30 years apart oh poss- possibly yeah he might he might yeah. have might have called out of that piston did not survive rogue one <laughs> that's why he's got all like the the cybernetic let's be realistic here martin like darth yeah. maul got cut in half fell down that's true 500 feet survived palpatine got yeah electrocuted thrown down a shaft survived and teleported to a whole nother part of the universe or whatever so why not yeah. come on You've you kind know, of got me there. I'd... Stop closing your mind <laughs> off to like, this is possibility. This is science fact, not science yeah. fiction. Come on. So, so again, are you suggesting that somewhere there's a cut that's got Poe Daniel? Uh, Poe Daniels? Poe Daniels. Poe po Daniels. Going, that, that's magic. <laughs> <Not a lot. laughs> oh, we're going to have to get Poe Daniels in at some point. No, so, Dave, so, Dave, are you suggesting that at some point, somewhere there's a cut that's got Poe Dameron delivering his speech and then says, and somehow Palpatine survived, as well as Biston? Who'd have thought? <laughs> yes. Is that what you think happened? Yes. Yeah, I do. Well, I, do. I think they captured Biston, you know, and, yeah. and that's ah. how he's ended up on there. You know, they've captured him. They've amputated his legs. He probably moves around like in one of those, in, in like one of those square box types things like they had in, um, was it Doctor Who? Yeah, he was half Dalek or something. And yeah, Biston's turned into half Dalek and he's, he's like, you know, Halfords. He kind of yeah. fixes Put Halfords. <laughs> Halfords. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I need some new wheels. <laughs> I need some engine coolant. What a truth we've uncovered there. It does make Rise of Skywalker make a little bit more sense now, I feel. <laughs> it's pretty falling into place, isn't it? It's, it's it's one of the very small things that they could have actually just put out there that would have answered, you know, and, and, and pleased the, made, made the fandom at ease and at peace <laughs> with the whole thing and uh, be really cool with it, I think. Yeah. Wow. What can I say? That was absolutely fantastic. D, I don't think you could have just gone straight into those kind of questions without all of this warm up throughout this whole episode for you. For you to come come up with those answers there, it just wouldn't have come to you straight. You know, we 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 need to kind of break you in a little bit. I understand I that, so. you know. I think so. Um sadly, Martin and myself are, are demented enough to like think about this stuff all the time. That's been amazing. You have been a wonderful guest. Absolutely fantastic. And it's been a real privilege and absolutely a real insight as well. I mean the insider little nugget on solo is worth the price of admission for this podcast alone. <laughs> And like I, I, the, the fact that you've you've shared that with us is 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 genuinely a real privilege. Yes, and that comes with an apology as well. <laughs> well, you, you know. So, but even so, now you've got to experience this. Before we go, we give every guest the chance to nominate the guest for the next episode, and it doesn't matter who you nominate. Martin is the man with the, the the black book he has every name in there that you can imagine and he will he will hunt these people or, or this person down and get them on the next episode so details for the next guest on star wars spins who would you like to nominate i'd like to nominate dave chapman because uh, i think he's just as crazy as you guys ah fantastic that's totally possible i mean like i said martin is the guy he, he can get any guests you ask for they're always the next guest on. So, um, brilliant. 100% record so far. Yeah, he's 100% record. He'll never let you down. So, without further ado, D, it's been absolutely amazing to have you on. D, should people want to like track you down and congratulate you for that, that, that solo nugget of information? Where, where can people <laughs> find you? 
Uh, you can find me. I'm on most social media um, uh, details on Twitter. If you want to find me on Facebook, um, just look out for um, the picture of Daffy Duck. That's all. I, that's all I ever have up there. And I'm on Instagram as digital underscore digital underscore star uh, as details, and you'll you'll recognize the page and things like that. But um, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. It's been absolutely insane. I've learned as much from you as I possibly could. Oh, More than yeah. anything, Dee, did you learn not to say yes to going on podcasts? No. Fantastic. I'm a glutton. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martin, thank you as always. You've been amazing as the question master and also the uh, ringtone master as well. Join us next time on Star Wars Spins. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Hey. with you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Star Wars Spins. Don't forget to subscribe to the show from all your favourite podcast providers. If you have liked the show, please give us a good review. Head to our website, www.swspins.com for all links to our social media pages to be kept up to date with our latest news and episode releases. You can also get in touch with the show and why not send through your own question for us to put on our question wheels via email at swspins at gmail.com. The Star Wars Spins theme tune was created, written and performed by Andy Liff, which was then destroyed by the vocals of Martin Keeler and Dave Tree. Star Wars Spins is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed here are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect our own. So for anyone who has beef, go after them, not us. 